0: What's going on, everybody? Welcome to another episode of Hollywood Already Did It, your weekly podcast about movies that have been adapted, remade, rebooted, sequelized, or otherwise unoriginal. I am your host, Blake Schultz, and with me is Terrence Tatum.
1: Hello, everyone.
0: And we're going to talk about a movie that I've been wanting for so long and am so disappointed by. (laughs) Uh, This week, Scary Stories That Tell in the Dark came out. The adaptation of the beloved three books... That are anthologies, Anthology I based. guess. Yeah. Um, if for those of you who don't know, everybody knows, but the art in these books is what really well, is the standout, c- right? Like when you when you really boil down these books, they're p- pretty creepy yeah. to like just silliness, yeah. Like the viper who has come to your <laughs> vindo, right? Uh, but they all almost come from folklore's from several different nationalities: Rally German, plays. Native yep. American, Indian, Chinese, American. And are kind of reworked for the eighties. Yeah, when that came the out. First one was 81. It feels like such a nineties property. To it does me because I was born in nineteen eighty nine, and
1: because they, I, I feel like a lot of libraries and schools and a lot of people were telling people to read those books because a decade had passed by the time that they released that they were now become part of pop culture.
0: Yeah, they really got their way in. Yeah, to the point where they eventually had a controversy of whether or not they were appropriate, appropriate for kids because these correct. Charcoal Drawings by Stephen Gammel, I believe, because it was Brett Helquist who did the 2011 ones, and then they re-released them because people wanted the, the art- you know, artwork. the fucked up stuff. Yeah, I want the crazy shit. Um, those images stayed with They're, they're nuts. Forever. Yeah, correct. Right? Like, it's crazy what those do. Uh, but, you know, they are, these are things that I acknowledge. Shakespeare, T.S. Eliot, Mark Twain, they're not the most original stories. A no. lot of them are like campfire the Headlights, which is one of my favorite ones, is a story that I feel like everybody's told in a different way. Of like, oh, the passenger was in the car, but the they thought he were being followed yeah. because the guy kept flushing his head, but there was a killer in it. I mean,
1: it's happened in an ur- or the movie Urban Legend did it in the, in the movie. Like I said, these right. are basically Urban Legends. Uh, yeah.
0: The one that's in this movie, My Doughty Big Toe, Toe whatever the yeah. nonsense is, uh, has also been done mm-hmm. a, a hundred times across a lot of things. There's the one with the, the dog that turns out to be a rat that kind of yeah. shows up. But it's been adapted into a movie with Guillermo del Toro, which yeah. is uh, really Producing. exciting. Producing. It's really exciting, and it's and a writing. shame. That, yeah. Uh, let's jump into this. What did you think of scary stories to tell in the dark?
1: So I saw this today, and I I sat in the theater for a good five minutes afterwards, just kind of disappointed. I was sitting there because, I, I again, while I'm a— I'm the idea of you just sitting there the sadly, in the I dark, sadly, I was in movie theater really makes me laugh. <laughs> <laughs> I just sat there, like, and the credits are rolling. I'm just like, what
0: What just happened? Because, see, when I'm disappointed, I get, like get up like it's a leave. bad roller coaster ride. I'm, I'm, I'm out the door before the lights are even on. I'll
1: sit there, especially... If- if I'm disappointed and I thought there were bright spots in the movie, I'll just sit there because I'm just like, where did this go wrong? Because there's some things in this that work and there are some things that are just so god awful bad that I'm like, this doesn't work. I think the heart, the horror elements of this, when we start dealing with the actual creatures, because that's already ingrained, we have those, we know what they look like, we just kind of made them now for this, they work. They work well. When this movie fails for me is all the other stuff. We're trying to do the stuff that ties these stories together, or make a through line for these stories I kind of just, like, none of this stuff works. It becomes very Stranger Things light. I feel like we are unnecessarily racist for reasons. Like, none of this stuff really.
0: It was the 60s, Terrence.
1: Yes. everyone
0: was racist. Everyone. I mean. We just
1: threw that word out there left and right. I I, I just don't know why, one, this had to be set in that time frame, other than the fact that it was like, oh, well, this is working for someone else, so I'm so going to go de- do this for me. Del Toro
0: likes that time period, yeah, is, is why. That's true. Like that's true. Stranger Things, I mean,
1: not Stranger Things, uh, Shape of Water is, is is in that era as well. Um, but I just think, for me, the, the actual characters, um, the kids, are so bland, and their stories are so unimportant to me, that when... I'm in is when every time we get the stories from, from the, the actual books, and then the second they end, my brain's like, well, we're back here with these dull-ass kids.
0: Yeah, no, <laughs> it felt like a, a show when you only like a few of the characters. Mm-hmm. It's like Game of Thrones. There were some storylines you know, where I was, like, I was like, I can get up and get popcorn I'm now. Go right. <laughs> Until we're back to Khaleesi, I don't care. <laughs> right. I don't really care about Bran and the Raven. Yeah. Which is why the ending of that show is Makes trash. no sense. Yeah. Um, but there's a lot of stuff. Not a lot. There's about... 15% of this movie that I like. Okay. And I want to talk about the things it does well okay. before I talk about the laundry the list many of things, things it does not. that irritate me. Yeah. Uh adapting these stories, mm-hmm. they look like they're from the page. Great. That's fantastic. Yeah. If I was a kid, and I don't even think I mean 13. I mean like 9 or 10. This would be a great
1: This is a gateway.
0: Intro to this genre. It's a gateway this is horror. on some It does. Are you afraid of the dark? Correct. Eerie Indiana, goosebumps type stuff, and I respect that. I think that's a, yeah. a good line to toe. And, and it gets sometimes
1: it's like right in between because when the scarecrow stabs him with the with the rake, I was like, oh, oh.
0: yeah. But that goosebumps show had those moments yes, too. That's true. That's, that there was some stuff in there. So I, I like seeing a movie that kind of isn't afraid to scare kids because I feel like nowadays when we get into Childish horror, horror. I guess. Yeah, it is either like a child should not be watching The Nun, right? Or Or it's just, yeah, or it's just talking down to you, correct? Uh, so I think this did a good job of being accessible to kids and still having horror that works. Mm -hmm. And I guess entertaining for some adults, like I never felt like I was being talked down to, it was never stupid, it was more just bad, correct? Um, I also do like. You know, this Americana production design, 1969. There's some look and feel stuff that's very similar to it or Stranger the Things. The drive through
1: reminded me of like the blob. Like, I yeah. kind of dug that. Yeah.
0: I like seeing her in like the, um, what do they call them? The old sock hop. Mm-hmm. I like oh, seeing I her in the, and the, in pink. the get up, yeah, and yeah. the grease, and the bye bye birdie. Yeah. Uh, that was fun. That really popped. So, there's a lot of like color in the movie. Mm-hmm. The production design is good. The art direction is really good, which is usually how I feel about Del Toro movies. And there's other things that Del Toro does that I'm like, OK, we get it. Like there, <laughs> he's really started to just hit you over the head with these like incredibly racist characters. And I get that that's important and I get that racism exists. But unless you're going to kind of like challenge it, don't just show me just that show people it. are racist. Yeah. And and so racist. Like not just racist. These right. are and he did this in Shape of Water too. Yeah. In the scene with the diner. We had to kick out the homosexual gentleman and then lose our minds back to back about the Black, black folks people. are here too? Like we needed to be reminded <laughs> that this time was bad. Yeah. And a part of me is like, we get it. The 60s sucked yeah. unless you were white. I think you we could can... be
1: a little bit more tactful how you deal with race. Like the character doesn't have to be outright. Oh, I'm going to start using these words consistently. Like you can say things or like even if you try to have the uh, Hispanic character try to touch him and he's like reels his hand back without saying words. You can be like, oh, yeah. that lets me know that this guy's not cool with people of a different race. Right. That's that's. Perfectly fine. Yeah. I don't need to hear the word of the big one of the worst slurs that I can possibly have. and then see it <laughs> scenes <laughs> later written on a car. I, right. I don't need this beaten over my head because it goes nowhere.
0: Right, and we kind of we never really resolve that character in a satisfying way. Right, and I get that like we as a country and as a time haven't solved racism in a correct pleasing satisfying way. In a satisfying <laughs> yeah. way. Um. So, whatever. To me that was it was just a little much. It's on the nose. Yeah, that's exactly what it is. It it's is. on the nose. But yeah. the other stuff I liked was the horror was always like a different brand of horror. It was mm-hmm. kind of jump scary sometimes and then it was really more like a an it follows type of dread. Uh, there was some body horror. We we were never really stale in how we executed the scares. We kind of kept changing it up. It
1: wasn't always the same thing. The yeah.
0: issue with that is the, the pacing between the stories was just so much. And even kind of the rhythm of that got lost in, in what to me is a very generic and bland way to tie all these together and an unsatisfying ending. We're both book fans. Blase characters. Yes, we're
1: both fans of the book. And I know a lot of people's complaints when they first saw the trailers that they did not like the idea of a book being what tied all of these stories together. Like a book that's kind of self-writing itself. Right. How did you feel about that? I hate it. The
0: second I heard about that, I was out. And I liked when the movie opened – and they had this big theme of stories are important, but stories can hurt, and they can do this. And I was like, "Oh, this is great. This is the uh, I, I guess it's not a great one-to-one, but there's that Eminem song about like you know how music and lyrics can be important, but they can also like go too far. Oh, right. And and I thought that was going to be a really interesting theme to explore this kind of notion of storytelling and stories and what they can do. Can right. they inspire or can they hurt? And having the backdrop of horror for that narrative is really interesting but they never do anything with that theme other than say that stories are are hurtful. Yeah. Similarly, I guess light spoilers, they also say that you know this book is reading us. Yeah. And it's a pretty traditional horror trope to go yeah. Karma happens. Correct. It's in seven. It's in most horror movies. Most horror is. movies had that. If well, you, did you something act bad. like a dick,
1: you're gonna have something dickish happen
0: to sure, you. Sure. The Saw movies are usually right. like, hey, it's you did movie. this thing, now cut a key out of this stomach right. because somehow that connects. Because to that you. seems like it equals. So they kept saying <laughs> that, and I, for the life of me, cannot figure out outside of two of them why these stories happen to these people. The two that make sense are. The, the girl gets hit by spiders and then she gets the spiders in her. And I'm like, right. fine. And and but,
1: that one doesn't make that much sense because morality, she didn't do anything wrong, but right. it makes sense with
0: what happened Visually. to her. Usually. Right. Like that almost om- and I almost when that spider web hit her, because they showed you in the trailers mm. the red dot and the spider leg, I was like, oh, is it actually gonna be and, that this is all just in our heads. Right. Is that where the stories are going to be dangerous? Correct. Have we heard these stories? So much that I'm and now freaking these out. kids right. are going to, like, it's going to be in their heads. Yeah. Because that would be fun. Yeah. No. <laughs> we're not going to do anything inventive. <laughs> uh, we're just going to give you a bland story and then a cool adaptation of something you like. Right. And then go back to the bland story. Yeah. The other one that made sense is the the Hispanic character who's like, oh, my brother was sent back in Vietnam in pieces, and then this monster is in pieces, and just yelling that he's a coward. Correct. Which also kind of breaks the point of that story. Uh, what is it? He says, Doughty Toe." Me Tai Doughty. I forgot what the because it's the actual it. story. It's I'm I'm here called somewhere. Me Tai Doughty Walker. Yeah. A lot of people, I looked this up this morning specifically for this, what does that mean? And the writer of the story was like, it doesn't mean anything. The entire idea of this was that if you don't know what he's saying, if you can't see the monster, it's scarier. It's just going to give you anxiety. Right. So in the original story, that's all this thing says, and there's a dog in one version of it that responds also with nonsense. Okay. And part of why those characters go crazy is they're just trying to figure yeah, out what, what it is saying. he's saying. So then,
1: when you say a word, an actual word that we understand,
0: yeah, so then for this the monster to just it. start yelling, coward, coward. Yeah. is like, well, then why did he say this nonsense when he fell down the he chimney? He clearly
1: could speak fine before. Right. Yeah. It
0: doesn't make narrative sense or thematic sense. Right. No. Um, yeah.
1: That's a good point. I didn't even think about that. But
0: then these other ones, this the big toe story is like, why is this kid... Why, being did that happen, why does that happen
1: to Augie? And why does that happen to her other... The other friend gets sucked the into the pale lady. Gets, like, yeah, neither of those kids shock. did anything that would be considered to be kismically wrong. Right. So why are they getting their comeuppance? It's, it's just a weird thing. And then they're they're gone. Like, yeah. we just... We don't ever see them again. Are they?
0: <laughs> That's my other
1: big problem oh, the with way the way movie ends,
0: is yeah. it, it feels like... It kind of feels like the bottom shelf cereal of Stranger Things. Like the bully in the beginning who gets turned into a scarecrow. Feels just Ooh. like the bully from Well he he not only that, but he looks like the main character.
1: The actor that's yeah. He that's, looks
0: like he would have been in the same casting room with that. Yeah, guy.
1: the guy who now in season Scoops three is in the ice cream yeah, an ice cream spot.
0: Like this one kid looks like Dusty, the yeah. tall, like thin white kid. Looks like all the tall, thin white kids in this <laughs> right. and It. And the only
1: difference is we we're leading with a lady here as opposed to leading with the right. Guys over Who there. kind
0: of looks well, like Dusty's glasses, girlfriend yeah, yeah. in season three? That's true. And then we're kind of doing the same notion of biking around. It almost had the same problem that the first It movie did, where you're like, guys, I get that this show is popular, and I get that we're all in the past and nostalgia, but. We have to do some effort to differentiate these things visually. It yeah. can't always just look like the '80s, and the, especially if it's 1969. Yeah. And then we kept having this weird allusion to like the Nixon election but that really Vietnam. went nowhere. Like Nixon
1: election was going through the background on both, like a black household, and they showed it in the white cop. Like it was a big thing, but it never led to anything. It was yeah. just there to reiterate to us, we're in the '60s.
0: Right. This same kind, and even like. Motivations with the, with the draft dodging as well, that's part of that era as well. Right. Uh, yeah, they kind of just kept reminding us where we were, but right. without doing much with that time.
1: Yeah.
0: Uh And I think part of the issue is that these really good adaptations get bogged down by this story because about – of the movie is this story story. and 20% of it is the scary story which is when it's good
1: and unfortunately when you have a film and doing 80, 20, 20% of it being good and the rest not being it that's not a good movie
0: especially when you're ending some of this stuff doesn't even make sense like we have the Red Dot story and she gets carried off by the doctors yeah and Dusty from Stranger Things says she's dead says she's dead right and then a cop says Oh, you didn't save her. She's going to be in the insane asylum right. forever. Yeah. And then at the end of the movie, it she looks like she just fell on the playground and has yeah. a mild scratch. She's on her
1: smiling. Face. She's cool. She doesn't look crazy at all. There's no straitjacket. She's just driving in the backseat like this is going to be a good trip. Where are we going?
0: And we've now decided that these people are alive and the secrets are in the book. But you've already talked to Sarah Bello, right? She didn't. She didn't tell re- you that.
1: And she didn't release anybody. You yeah. think that if she, when she stopped this, she would have released the people that like didn't yeah. do anything wrong?
0: It's still her book. Like right. there's not going to be a. Unless this tome is now going to be ancient and somebody else wrote in it before her. And
1: yeah, and we also we, we talked about it a little bit before. We got Ramon all of a sudden being allowed to go to the to go to the war makes no sense at all because he was around so many dead bodies.
0: Look, everyone hates him because he's not white, right? So that alone. Yeah, I literally watched that movie and, and thought to myself, "Were we even allowing? Yeah, non-white people to serve in Vietnam? We were. Yeah." They didn't really care. Uh, They did, but for, you know, whatever. Right. Uh, Whoever wants to shoot a gun can do it, I guess. Look at America today. (laughs) Correct. And then, so the mechanic hates him, this kid hates him, this cop hates hates him. The cop is then violently murdered. <laughs> all the other people just kind of disappear. Correct. Which also implies that these monsters aren't just doing the karma to the one. She's murdered. just unleashing demons. Correct. Which was my kind of weird, like, oh well, all the other ones seemingly like warped you somewhere else. Their rules stopped making sense
1: halfway during <coughs> the film. Because the the pale lady we don't get a story. Seemingly, written about that. yeah,
0: closed off this hospital into this red, red room. room, right? Because then, once that stops, doctors run in. Right, this like maze he's in is it gone. Stops. Yeah, but then when when Doty Toe shows up, <laughs> it snaps the neck of a cop. Correct. Which I'm like, okay, so this kid who is already suspected for murder from the Scarecrow Boy, right? is now left his cell. Yeah. And there's a dead cop on the floor. Yeah. And your best answer is, sorry, we were ghost hunting, which is not going to work. <laughs> That's not going to do. We it. know that not, because not it didn't earlier. Right.
1: And especially not as a Hispanic male in this time. Right. <laughs> That's like, not, she might get off, you not so much. Right. Like, <laughs> if
0: anything, they he should have just been on the team with Dean Norris, and they should have just been <laughs> like, we got to get the fuck out of Dodge. <laughs> oh, right. Like. Yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah, that was it. Was just very frustrating. All of those aspects of the movie.
1: Yeah, it's it's such a weird thing. Like I, like we said, I think if you're an eight, nine, ten year old kid, you can watch this movie and appreciate it. And it, even if you just started reading the books, that's about the time when you probably start reading the books. I think you would get something out of this. I think any older than that, this movie is going to fall flat.
0: And I think that's kind of the the weird challenge with these movies is remembering that it's for kids mm-hmm. and I don't really have the ability to see through the eyes of a 13-year-old. I can do, yeah. But I think I stopped reading these books by the time I was in seventh grade. Like, I, yeah. I was pretty young when I read them. So I feel like if you would show this to me when I was 13, I was already watching Halloween, right. Aliens. Right, I feel like this
1: this book and the, the way that this book was had a very small window for almost all kids. I think you have a two-year run, and then you're kind of out of it. And because, depending on how your family raises you and whatever you do, you're already into, like, I was into Child's Play before, like, the second I was like, oh, no, I don't need to, this is done. Like, this is nothing yeah. to me. Um, so, yeah, you're right. The, how your learning curve changes how you accept these books. And I think this film, with, crazy enough to say it, with a Child's Play that just came out, <laughs> you, you no longer now even look at that and like, well... And that's not that scary.
0: Right. And I think then, that this is where it gets interesting, right? When you look at the adaptation side of this. Yeah. Because it's very rare in any medium. You look at comic books. You look at most book adaptations. You look at almost anything with a visual. None of the MCU people are wearing their Steve Ditko costumes. Not the LG costumes, no. Like, n- none of them our, are even Our close. entire
1: X-Men run, we've never seen an no. X-Men character in their costume.
0: So... I feel like this is something we keep saying we want. Just give us what's off the page. A one-to-one. And they page. did that yeah. here, and I feel like we kind of lost something by doing that. Not with the stories themselves, but mm-hmm. if kind of we focus so much on the art that we kind of forgot why these stories mattered. And maybe with this series specifically, it is the art. You're remembering those right. those terrifying charcoal paintings. Some of them you couldn't even hold. But the reality is, is these stories have a basis in urban legends and there, folklores. There,
1: there's their morality plays, urban legend, folklores. And I feel like this entire movie, while we visually get to see all of these scenes, not one of them hit on what the folklore, urban legend, or moral yeah. is supposed to be
0: about. And to kind of set up your story to be like, we're going to talk about why stories are important, and then never... Tell us why any of these stories are important. Mm. Even Sarah Bella's story. Because the big ending, spoilers, is I'm going to go tell your story. I'm going to tell your story, and everyone's going to know the truth. And then then she's like, I wrote Sarah's story. No one believes me. Most people didn't give a crap. (laughs) So I was like, well, then stories aren't important. (laughs) No one gave a shit. Why are we here? uh, Also, (laughs) three kids are missing. (laughs) What is this? Yeah. This world didn't need this book. It needed, it could have just been like a weird town where like stuff happens.
1: Like an eerie Indiana
0: style. That would have been fine. And then you could have like woven these stories into the narrative Mm -hmm. rather seamlessly. Yeah. Because they don't all connect, but you could have opened with headlights. Mm -hmm. Somebody could have bought a dog that turned out to be a rat. You could have played them all. And then your pacing would have been better better. because we would have spent. Ten minutes here and Mm -hmm. ten minutes here and ten minutes here. I think the
1: book became a crutch and as a writing tool, (sighs) it wound up doing them a disservice. I think you're right. It would have been better just to go like open with one of the stories and then just go from there. Yeah. Yeah.
0: And just make it a strange town. All you need is like a new family to move in and they'd be like, how bizarre. What is happening? And then they can just leave at the end or stick around and we can solve these puzzles. And you know, it's also funny. This is a movie, which I think is what people want, but we are also in kind of the golden age of TV, why not make this just an anthology on Netflix? I am so Netflix? confused
1: as to why, like, you could do, because Netflix doesn't up, I'll force you to have a time frame. Your show's can be 15 minutes. Like, the comedians with cars, some of them are 18 minutes, some of them are Death 45. Love, Death, and
0: Robots has 30-minute right. episodes,
1: two-minute episodes. You could legit take each story, one, like the first book, and probably split it up because it's 29 stories per book. But, like, first season, you could literally come out with six seasons. Your first season is 13 episodes, and you're taking each story and doing a 10-minute to 12-minute right. story for it. That would come off much better than
0: what we got. As this, And the as thing this about movie. Netflix is they're canceling shows left and they right. They need product. If you just start a show and go, it's going to be six seasons, they'll be like, cool. Because yeah. nine times out of ten, once we stop getting the subscribers for it, you're out anyways. Right. So it almost makes more sense for them to start being cranking out miniseries. Right, just
1: doing these small shows. Yeah, it, that's a much better... I know they didn't want to do an anthology away, but I feel like the anthology away from, like from the Tales in the Hood movies or the Tales from the... Um, Tells from the Crypt flick like they're telling an anthology story.
0: I think it's just a big risk. I could see a lot of studios especially CBS Films. This is their second to last theatrical movie yeah. before they're part before of their Paramount. Paramount yeah. I'm sure that somebody there was like don't even risk. Yeah. You'd think if you only had two more left you'd be like, you'd like let's go crazy. Out. Yeah. <clears throat> You've got Del Toro and a, and a property that people yeah. have been kind of jonesing for. Like this is this was the right combination. I think they just got bogged down. Yeah. In this kind of weird, like we now do live in this era where because of Stranger Things and it, everything has to have this gloss where all the hair is the same this and we're all 80s, wearing Letterman jackets. This 60s to and
1: 80s sheen of like. The kids, kids all have to be
0: like Goonies adventurers cool. yeah, yeah. and there's going to be a bully. Okay, we got to ride a who, bike at some point in this movie. By the way, goes from being sober as a judge to drunk in every other scene someone did
1: not watch the dailies to say yo can you make a choice because you're drunk as hell here and you're talking perfectly fine in this very next scene which when stitched together are literally 30 seconds apart from each other
0: right <laughs> even in the same scene he's threatening them with a bat and then when the guy at the drive-in is like sir come this way he's like where, <laughs> like? where am I going I'm going follow you because I'm very drunk <laughs> and it's like well you also were driving the car fine yeah and, and when he shows we, up to
1: the house with his mom, his mom's like, are you are supposed to take these eggs? Are you drunk? He's like, I'm fine. These eggs like, you just twelve drove a morning. car perfectly fine. You Deli- got here.
0: Deliver the midnight eggs. <laughs> Surely they're awake. <laughs> oh,
1: what yeah. a just. It's, it's funny because I know, I know Guillermo wrote and produced, but he didn't direct. But I feel like even if he directed, this would have still been the same outcome. I just don't. Think, oh, yeah. I don't think this, the way that he approached this film as a sc- screenwriter helped this movie at all
0: no it didn't you're throwing in these like generic <clears throat> oh if you want to be a writer you got to move to the big city uh, we can't even say a real city no the big just city just the big the one big city. which one like we don't know what, I don't think we know what state they're in no just in the Midwest I tell you, my I mean I said it off
1: my, the, my eyes rolling in the back of my head I almost got up when they, they did the whole tropes like <laughs> we don't read the book the book reads us I was like fuck you I'm out <laughs> I am done here oh of course it does <laughs> except
0: it doesn't because these are random stories <laughs> Really, it's just that Sarah Bello has a chip on her She's shoulder.
1: She's really pissed about some stuff because this pale lady, no story was being written, and this kid is still gone.
0: <laughs> yeah, it's funny. This is now the second episode in a row where I'm like, man, if you just cut off the adaptation or spin-off side of it and we're like, it's an original story about a book, it would still be very unoriginal and uninspired. Correct. And if you're going to be unoriginal and uninspired, at least do your property justice. Yeah. If you're going to be based off of something And then, like, feed in originality like you're some sort of scientist. (laughs) Like, do it well. Yeah. Obviously, I'm wrong, though, because the movie made money. It did. Was it number two? Number two, right behind Hobbs and Shaw. Hobbs and Shaw this weekend brought in 25 25. mil. Scary Stories brought in 20.8. That's a lot. Dora brought in 17. That's not bad for Dora. It's fine. The kitchen made nothing. The kitchen made nothing. (laughs) This is also proving us wrong... Uh, the highest opening for a horror movie this year.
1: Yeah, and it's weird. They got an 80% Rotten Tomato score and a 72% fan, and I think they have a, a C Cinema score. Cinema score is always weird because horror movies always score pretty in the middle of the road, no matter if they're good or bad. Horror just doesn't do well on the Cinema score ranking for whatever reason. But for you to have an 80% Rotten Tomato score,
0: I don't know what the hell they saw that I. I mean, the movie isn't. Terrible. I think it's just frustrating. And I think if you look at it from the viewpoint of just the art direction and just the stories and then kind of go, the connecting tissue is for kids. Yeah. You walk out giving this a 75%. Yeah. If you dig a little deeper, it's just kind of pointless. Meandering. And this ending that we're now going to go find them, like they're locked in the upside down and Stranger Things was another like, okay, like, so where are they? We don't know. Let's assume that this is gonna be a franchise forever.
1: That's the way the book that's the way this movie ends. And I mean they did well enough. However, now, with CBS films being basically absorbed, Paramount's gonna be like, no.
0: <laughs> I don't know. It beat Paramount's movie this week. That's true. So th- that's, that's true. The debate that's the now.
1: one that they will go in and be like, well, you beat us. So maybe right. we'll this is something that we can look into and further like take the wheels off and see what we got.
0: I just think people did really underestimate the Longevity of this series from when it came out. There was an article on Deadline today where the writer was astounded that this property was like hipper than Dora. And I I immediately was like confusing. Of course it is. Right. (laughs) More people know about it. Yeah. A broader audience. I was going to say, Dora was
1: very focused on one audience. Dora is uh, also a a
0: long walk. If, even if you're, because it's a it's a preschool show. Right. She was a child. Correct. Now you want me to watch this Jumanji, Teenage Indiana girl. Jones right. light movie that I is now. It would be like if SpongeBob made a Mission Impossible film. Yeah. And I'd be like, but why? But
1: why? This isn't. Who's this for? Um, whereas I feel like Scary Stories has a better idea of who their audience is.
0: Well, they were both, you know, targeting. The same this audience. going to sound dumb. I was going to say underage
1: girls. It is. They're both They're targeting both that same targeting audience. When young you have. series Stories is leading with a young young girl. With a
0: Latinx right. protagonist. Correct. So it is kind of going after similar markets. Yeah. But I mean, we know historically that that, that specific audience. Will go to horror movies before more than anybody else. else. Like that, the that audience is a horror 13 audience. 13 to 24 year olds, correct. Females, yeah. they're going to the horror movie before, before go to the adventure movie. movie. Right. We know that. Yeah. I do also think that Scary Stories has been a part of like the generation, the 80s, the 90s. I can only assume that kids in the thousands also mm-hmm.
1: read it. Doors so was only uh, one generation. Yeah. Um, and then it went away for a while. And now it's all trying to come. But I also it sucks. I also think Dora suffers from having an entire Latin Hispanic cast. Like I think not having anyone else, unfortunately, in this day and age, doesn't draw in right people that don't look like them.
0: Right. <laughs> I yeah. And it plays down. It's like you said. We just don't know what the age is. Like yeah yeah because it's not a tomb raider movie no. or anything else like i couldn't
1: get a read on the trailers like one trailer i was like oh this is cool Then the second trailer came out like, oh this is for kids i'm no longer sure who this is for
0: yeah but we'll see i mean now we're kind of in the slums out. of august like yeah there's nothing i mean it's to think, me, it's good boys and we're done. Uh, for and it.
1: Ready or Not. I do want to see Ready, or, ready not. or Not. I think Ready or Not is going to do but
0: well. I think those are two audiences that won't put a dent in Scary Stories. This could end up making quite a good well, deal.
1: Well, that's why of I, money. Think bo- I think both Scary Stories and Hobbs and Shaw are lu- are lucky in placement. Like, I think they're going to have some legs because there's nothing really that a- that a- attacks it well, so and, much.
0: And Disney is still, <clears> Toy Story 4 is still out. Spider Man is still out. Lion King is still out. It. it it's an oddly crowd, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood is still out, which yeah. isn't Disney, and it also isn't a remake. That's true. So there you go. Originality can win sometimes, guys. Not all the time. No. As we learned when uh, Brian Banks and The Art of Racing in the Rain also fell apart. Which is a
1: movie that I think people should be seeing, because that, that's a great story, <coughs> but yeah, it's a very small, yeah. niche thing.
0: Like next weekend, the weekend after we're recording this, the 14th is just Angry Birds 2. That won't <sighs> do anything. Jesus yeah. Forty seven meters down and blinded by the light won't do anything. No. Good boys will make its money, but it It'll won't be, attack yeah, this. No. Ready or not won't attack this. Really, there's not much to challenge it until it too, and that's gonna be a hard R.
1: It is a hard R. And
0: it's also gonna have kids who look like these kids. Yeah. But now they're adults. But now they have adult versions of them. Yeah. So it's different, so kind it's, of. It's all fine. And now, do you have anything else to say about these movies?
1: No, no. Um, I do. I, I do hope that even though this is done well and is going to continue to do well, I feel like at the box office, I do hope that it's somewhere down the line in five to ten years, we get a proper anthology styled story on one of these streaming services because i feel like that's a better way to tell these stories
0: isn't that kind of the bummer when something comes out that you're like oh i really want this but it wasn't the way i wanted mm-hmm. it is now and now we have to wait five I have to years wait an and indet- it's almost like it's when the
1: no no i'm saying five years because i think things are speeding up but that's not
0: that's not the actual no we number. might just make these movies for right. 20 years correct it's like oh we gotta gotta wait yeah it's always a shame. I always hate that. That's how I feel about a lot of video game movies. I'm like, well, now i got to wait for them to try this again when I'm 50. Correct. Like,
1: I, I sit here with like some of these X-Men movies, or like the new Men in Black, and I'm like, this would have been better if we had done this this way. And <laughs> now I have to wait for a decade. <laughs> <laughs> or they can make new movies. Or something, yeah. They won't do that one, You're
0: silly. Like, they will never. <laughs> this is it. We're in it now. Like, it's just going to be the same old thing. So keep listening to our podcast about that. And leave us a review yes. on iTunes and then follow us on Twitter and Facebook at hollywoodadi and facebook.com slash group slash hollywood already did it. And we will see you next week.
1: Later.